0: Welcome to another message from Life Point Church, located at 400 South Abilene in Valley Center, Kansas. For more information on Life Point Church, go to our website at lpcag.org. It is our prayer to invest in generations to influence community. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Steve Rains. And thriving and ready to just knock it out for 2024? Let's just start with January what's today. Let's just, let's just nail today and tomorrow will take care of itself, right? Jesus said something like that and uh, just don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough issues in itself, right? So uh, man, it's exciting to see you here this morning and um, thanks for coming and being a part of service and investing in your spiritual life, but also um, being around the church and being a part of the church and growing in relationship um, with that I have one other announcement real quick I didn't make the announcement video and that is just in reference to um, the we we stepped into the holiday season I say holiday season because we we started doing it before Thanksgiving and then we just paused it and that is with the remodel work that we're doing on the facility. Um, some things were done during break that uh, most of us probably wouldn't even realize unless you went to the north end of the building, but uh, we're launching all that back off uh, starting Thursday night. Um, we have a goal that uh, the, that we'd be able to do. I don't know. Um, how many know with God all things possible? Sometimes we're like, I don't know if that's possible. Pastor Steve, you're stupid, but um, don't say amen to that, but uh, but um, we have a goal that uh, th- this remodel project that we've we've started uh, would be able to be completed um, by Easter, if prior to Easter Sunday, which is March 31st. Um, and so we like have to put some, some, the gas pedal down in some areas and um, get some contracting stuff that we're going to do. Not all of it. The front end, we're trying to do it in-house. Uh, the other stuff, we're going to contract it. But um, with that, uh, you know, we just need some, some hands and some some willing some willing bodies to help out and so this uh, Thursday we're going to amp back up and get going uh, with it and so Thursday night at 5 and then Saturday um, morning it'll start at 8 um, if uh, and then we'll pause or if you want to pause the project then go in for the prayer time you um, uh, we'll do that, that's available, but then uh, do it the rest of the morning, we'll wrap it up, but anyway, so that's like going, that's amping up, and I'm super excited for it, it's going to look so, so good, and um, and uh, just, you know, we, it's all about making room, and, um, and uh, take, being good stewards of uh, the place that we have, and we're trying to do it without going into debt, and all that stuff, and your generosity has uh, got us to a point to where we can stay, take some bigger steps, and so we're thankful for that. But with that, um, we're ready to dive into the message. How many of you are ready to get into the Word of God this morning? All right, um, let's pray, all right? Father, over the next few moments, as we look at your Word, I pray that it would come alive to us. God, I pray that we would be like that tree planted along the water in Psalms 1, that it just it would just prosper and its roots would be deep and it's it's the bounty of uh, the, the nourishment of the of the water of the soil would just produce a fruit god uh, in our lives that uh, would just be um, impacting and life-changing not only to our lives but to our friends and our families to those that are around us god we just pray for supernatural work in people's lives that need a physical touch from you and god that you'd be glorified and i just pause i pray for jet truman as he uh, stepped into the role of mayor of Valley Center um, this Tuesday night, God, we just uh, thank you for his willingness to serve our community. God, we pray for great favor over his life, protection over his life. I pray, Lord, for discernment as he leads uh, meetings and discussions, God, that he would not only have insight into the moment, but God, insight and able to speak into the future. Father God, we pray, and Lord, bless their home, and uh, we just thank you for your goodness and your grace for the church that we get to be a part of, and for your kingdom, because it's an everlasting kingdom, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So it's the first Sunday of the year, obviously, and um, through December, even really beginning in November, just beginning to pray for this coming year and the direction that the Lord would have for us, and and asking the Lord for some specific things. Um, One of the things that I was praying for was just, Lord, what's a phrase, what's a word that could kind of where you want to take us. And over and over again, the word arise just kept coming to my heart, to my mind. Uh, You could define arise, if you would look to Webster, it would define it this way, to begin to occur or to exist. It would be to originate from a source, to get up or stand up, to move forward. And as I began to think about that word, as I began to think about this week and this message, um, and uh, just just really praying and cultivating. I, I just really felt in my spirit that, that um, for, for some, that 2024, that it would be a year for you that your faith will arise in, in a new capacity, in a new way, in a new existence in your life that you've never known before. Um, you may have known about God, but that you would know God in a way that you've never known God before. For others of you, you're going to rise up and you're going to stand up. The Bible says this in Proverbs that the righteous man falls seven times, but he stands up. And though you may have had struggles in 2023 or even for years or for decades, that, that this would be a year that you rise in a new way. Amen? And that, that God would take you to a place, and it's not going to be by your strength. It's not going to be by your ambition. It's not going to be by your knowledge and your talents. It's not you pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. It's the wind of the Spirit taking you to a place where He wants you to go. I believe for some that God is going to to move you upward. Meaning this, that there is the favor of God upon your life in such a way that promotions and opportunities that didn't exist previously are going to exist for you, that the favor of God will be upon you, not for your own ben- benefit, but that others would look at you and go, how did that happen to you? And then you get to tell the story, right? So today I want us to look at a topic of Arise, and I want to speak to you specifically about Arise and responsiveness, and it deals with the subject of pa- uh, fasting and prayer, and some of you are going, fasting, fasting, you just ruined my day. You're going to you're ask me to give up something. You're going to ask me to go without. You're going to ask me to not do food. Robin and I were talking about this subject earlier in the week, and, and both of us said, man, I'm just excited. There's this anticipation within, within our hearts towards this 21-day period of, of fasting. But I know, me, that in a couple days, I'm going to be going, man, some Pizza Hut pizza sounds really good right now. I mean, 364 days of the year, it sounds terrible. But in a few days, it's going to sound really, really good to me, right? Um, and and I'm like, I know there will be that challenge, but it will be a short phase, and we'll push through. It's all right. But I know this. Fasting involves sacrifice, and that's one thing as Americans we're not good at, most of us. The thought of giving up food, the thought of going without for, uh, for a season, I mean, for a long time or just a season is a real struggle for some of us. Since 2015, um, our church has, be, uh, has begun each year with a, a, a season of fasting and prayer. And we've changed how we do it from time to time. And, and some of you are here this morning and you've never heard a message or an invitation on such a topic as this. Perhaps you've never participated in it. On our website, as the announcement video talked about, there is resources on there. It'll, there's descriptions on 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 what is a fast, how do you fast. There's resources that, to equip you and to to help you um, navigate it if you would so choose to do it. Types of fasts that we talk about. You'll hear people talking in the next 21 days about doing a Daniel fast, which is simply going. Uh, a, where you're just focusing on fruits and vegetables, you're not eating meat, um, you're not you're not having uh, sugars or dairy products or caffeine. You're just kind of pushing away from that stuff for a time, and. Um, and, and, and focusing that way, there's a, a partial fast where you may say, well, you know what? I'm not going to eat breakfast, or I'm not going to do lunch, or I'm not going to do dinner. I'm going to spend that, that window in the day just pursuing Jesus and, and growing in my walk in the presence of the Lord. Some of you may say, well, I'm going to do a full fast, man. If I'm going to do this thing, I'm going all out. And I'll just do water for 21 days. Bless you. Now, that's awesome. I want to encourage you and I want to invite you to, to this. A fast, biblically speaking, involves abstaining from food. Okay? It involves saying no to the things that we like. Come on, somebody, Andy's frozen custard. And maybe, perhaps, even the things that we need to see God do in our life what we really want. And so the next three weeks, you have the opportunity to position yourself to arise to a new place in your spiritual life. You could, uh, I mean, the reality is, what could be better than that? Right? There are some things that only happen when we fast. When we fast, we go from knowing God's resume well, I know what God said in John chapter three sixteen, and I know what you know some things out of the book of James, and that's a real challenge. And we know God's resume, but uh, we we go from knowing God's resume to personally experiencing God's power in our life. That's the power of a fast. We go from hearing all the noise of the world that surrounds us and that that engages us to hearing the voice of God. There's greater clarity we move from spiritual bondage to spiritual breakthrough there isn't anything magical about fasting but there is something biblical about fasting fasting fast tracks our prayers fasting there's a there's a difference between the best we can do to what only god can do and in all my years of fasting and i really began this discipline a year into my relationship with the Lord. So when I was a senior in high school, I began to, to practice this. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't have, though my mom supported me when, when uh, I would do a fast when I was in high school, she had no understanding of what I was doing. She just thought I was just trying to get, cut some weight, get ready for beach for the beach or something. You know, she had no idea the, the purpose behind the fast. And, but all, through all the years that I've, that I've done this discipline, I've never seen a time when God didn't move in some way. It's never been wasted. And over the next several weeks, the spiritual barometer, I promise you this, over the next several weeks, the spiritual barometer, the spiritual temperature of this room is going to change. There's going to be a greater intensity. There's going to be a greater presence. There's going to be a greater pursuit of the, of the, the presence of God. There's power in fasting and prayer. The church that Robin and I went to when we were in Bible college in Springfield, Missouri, um, it's a great church. Uh, we've uh, we ha- we as a church have benefited from that the ministries of that church. Um, but when the ch- uh, when we went there, great things were happening at that church, and they needed to um, relocate. And so they approached a family that had owned a a huge section of ground. And um, the family had owned the ground pre-Civil War days. So it had been in the family for a long, long time. And not only had this church approached them, but Walmart, all the major corporations had approached them for this ground um, because they wanted it for a location. And the family always said no. And one day... Pastor John and his wife went to meet with this family, to the with the patriarch, the older lady of the of the family, about purchasing, buying, sell, them selling the land to the church. And the lady replied to him, the only way that, I, I will not sell this land to you. Once I pass away, if the family would so choose, then that's up to them. But I'm not doing it. And as they left, the pastor and his wife were talking about it, and the pastor's wife asked him what are you going to do? And she said, "Well, I'm going to call the church to a fast for 3 days." And so he did so. They fasted for 3 days. 10 days later, listen to me. 10 days later his phone rings. It's the daughter of the patriarch. And he asked, she asked the question, "Are you still interested in the land?" And and he said, "Well, yeah, obviously, but but we were told that she would not sell the land to us. And the, the daughter said, she will sell the land only to you and to the church, but only to you. To that, to, to which, that says to me, there's power in what you're stepping into today to change things in a way that you can't change. Listen, major corporations, Walmart, were coming to to this family and saying, we want your land, we'll pay any amount of money for it. They said no. There are some exciting realities that the Bible speaks to us about this subject, and so I want to talk to you. I want to talk through seven of them rather quickly this morning. Most of them, uh, there's a couple of them I won't take much time, but here, let's just dive in. Fasting makes a massive difference, all right? The first thing it does is fasting humbles our soul you're like all right that's the first thing that i thought of when a, when the subject of fasting came right you may not think about that when you consider this topic but why is this so important god the word of god tells us this god opposes the proud right literally god stiff arms the proud but he gives grace to the humble fasting brings us to the end of ourselves realizing that there is nothing that we do in our own strength in our own power to resolve that can resolve a situation when we fast, we come to the end of our power and begin to tap into God's power. It's easy for us to, to fall into the trap of depending upon ourselves. Have you ever been guilty of that? Easy to fall into the trap of trying to control situations in our life and circumstances in, in our life. I was telling first service, I told Robin the other day, I was we were cleaning up the kitchen after a meal, and, and I was loading the dishwasher, and I was like, you know, I must have been having a bad day or a bad moment or whatever or feeling sorry for myself about something. And, and I said, you know what? The only thing that I feel like I can control is loading the dishwasher. And she just laughed at me. She said, you go right ahead. Have fun. Control it all you want, right? But there, listen, there are some incredibly bright, sharp People in this room, hardworking, determined. But the reality is, all of us can find ourselves in situations where no amount of creativity, no amount of ingenuity, no amount of perseverance will get the needed answer. It comes when we realize some things are beyond us, when we realize some things will only happen. In the natural, of when we enter into the supernatural and begin to call on God. Let me give you an illustration Ezra, Old Testament prophet, chapter 8. There's this powerful story told about Ezra as he's moving the people of Israel back into the land of Judah. Ezra is a teacher of the Word of God, he's a Levite. He is instructing, part of his responsibility, obviously, is instructing and teaching the people and calling people. the presence of God. In Ezra chapter 8 we read this in verse 21 There by the Ava Canal I proclaimed a fast. Why fast, Ezra? So that we might humble ourselves before our God. In other words God, there are some things that I can't accomplish and I need your help. I want your help more than I want a meal. So I'm humbling myself before you. And he and So it says, So we might humble ourselves before God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from the enemies on the road, because we had told the king the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. Understand, background. Ezra is moving back into the land. Not only do they have their personal possessions, but they're also responsible for bringing the the instruments of the temple back into the land as well. And so all the gold and all the silver that was in the temple of God, they are bringing them with that. And it would be a modern day equivalent of $160 million of gold, $16 million of silver. they're, They're bringing back in. And they're Doing so, and as they're doing so, he says, "This man, we don't want a military escort. We don't want the Brinks truck traveling with us." And one thing you don't know, unless you research it, is that 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 road that they're traveling, that area, that region that they're moving through, is filled with bandits. And he's saying, "If I humble myself." and we fast and pray, God is going to do something supernatural in this situation. And the result, we've, uh, we, we read in verse 23, so we fasted and pe- petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. They needed help, God's help, so he, they humbled themselves with fasting and prayer. Psalms 35, verse 13 says, I put on sackcloth and I humbled myself with fasting. Some are facing situations and the thought of fasting the thought of praying about it isn't at the top of your list you, you're, you're more toned maybe to put your nose to the grind so I'm just going to grind through this thing I'm going to just grin uh, it and bear it I'm going to just give up I'm going to quit whatever because the thought of fasting and praying is the last thing on your list Pastor Chris Hodges, who his church will lead us through the Sunday morning, or excuse me, the morning and evening prayer times as we tap into their live stream, says this, prayer should be our first resort, not our last resort. Pray first. But God has brought you here this day. And I just want to remind us all that you will never solve it on your own. God would say you need my help. Maybe that's your situation. I'm reminded of a story that I came across of a construction gentleman who owned a construction business and, and uh, they were working on a project and one, one day his phone rang. It was a business developer that they'd been doing work for and, and uh, he said, the developer called and said, you guys are fired. I'm not paying you the $50,000 that you've done for the the work thus far. In fact, I'm going to sue you and make you come back and redo everything that you started. I want it back to the way it started. It was at the beginning, before you started. And you can imagine a, a call like that, like 50 grand. Plus, go back. I'm out 50 grand. Plus, I, you want me to go back and redo it? And, and how expensive that would be. And and the the construction work, worker was a Christian. He was surrounded by colleagues that were Christian, so they just began to pray. He went and talked to his pastor and said, this is a situation. I don't know what to do. His pastor said, hey, have you tried fasting? And the construction worker, owner, was like, no. And I don't want to because I don't want to give up a meal. I like to eat. And after some consideration and the desperation of the situation, he decided to, to try it. And as he was fasting and praying, he felt like the Lord told him to humble himself and go to the developer and meet with him. And so he scheduled an appointment, went to the office, the gentleman's office, and he arrived. And, and as he, he greeted the developer, he the developer was still ticked, custom him up one side, down the other, was just, you know, really upset. The, the room, was the temperature of the room was intense, as you can imagine construction worker sat down he apologized for the situation and and for any role that his company had paid uh, uh contributed to the to the the developer's frustration and he said but we'd still like to do the job and i just want to first say that i'm sorry there was this long probably awkward pause in the room and the developer said I never wanted to fire you I was just mad I was frustrated I didn't know what to do about the situation I want you to do the job I appreciate you coming in like this and so they wrapped up the conversation later that day same developer contacted the the construction guy and said listen I want to offer you an additional contract from my company for an additional 3 million dollars and the con- the construction guy writes it never would have happened if I didn't humble myself That's the power of a fast. It helps you dial in. So don't let your talents, don't let your ability, your unfamiliarity stop you from humbling yourself. Secondly, fasting secures God's favor in a situation. There's a powerful biblical example of this found in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1, verse 4. It reads this, As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. What were the words that made Nehemiah weep and mourn? The words were that he had discovered that the walls around his beloved city, Jerusalem, had been decimated. They laid in ruins. They had been in that condition for over a hundred years. There had been others who had tried to, to go and rebuild the walls, but for different circumstances, they were never successful. And you know what happened is that the people began to get used to laying and living within the rubble. And I thought, how true that is today people like you and I people around us get used to laying in the rubble of their life and I just want to speak over you, if that's you it's time to arise above it they've gotten used to the rubble maybe adopted the philosophy, the mindset it's just how it is it's always been this way, it'll always remain this way but God, through fasting, wants to bring about a revolution, a restoration into, into your life. Nehemiah hears about what's going on. He's 100 miles away approximately. says it, fa- he fasts for four months. We don't know what kind of fast or you know is he, how that's all flushing out in his life, but, but he's fasting and he's calling on God. And this is what happens, if I can just summarize it. Nehemiah goes to the most powerful ruler in the known world in that day the one who decreed that Jerusalem would never be rebuilt. And Nehemiah is going to ask him to change his foreign policy. Nehemiah is going to ask that ruler to pay for the rebuilding, to send supplies and troops so that it can happen. Crazy, you would think, right? You can read the rest of the story. If you read the book of Nehemiah, you know that Nehemiah did in 52 days... What they couldn't do in a hundred years, they rebuilt the wall. All because he fasted and prayed. Listen, fasting takes the impossible and makes it possible. Fasting also brings favor with people. Nehemiah would need that with the king. In verse 11 of chapter 1, we read this, O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. I mean, can you imagine going before a king? I don't I don't care what your political expression or persuasion is. If you stood before the president of the United States, you would be like, "Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm in this person's presence and then some of you are like well then, then I'm going to tell him this right but it doesn't matter I mean the fact that he's in his presence that could be so intimidating but the king grants him his request because he's asked because he's prayed up because he's pursued the father fasting can give you that kind of favor I was thinking about this just practically two years ago as we stepped into this season of fasting and prayer. I can remember I was, I was just praying in the North Sanctuary by myself one afternoon, just asking and thinking about the coming year, and, and I felt like the Lord said, well, what are you going to, what? W- give me an ask. Be specific about something, Steve. And, and so I, I asked, Lord, I pray that this amount, this this. Somehow, supernaturally, you would provide this amount of money, um, a donation or whatever to our church, and, and the, the amount is insignificant. It was, it was a chunk of change. Um, and, and I was like, okay, there it is, Lord, you deal with it. And I would pray about it throughout the year. July came, and we took a special offering to retire the debt of our our mortgage and you guys generously gave like over $52,000 towards that there were some other generous donations that came in um, beside that year and you know what at the end of the year you know that number that I was praying about at the beginning of January I went back and I started reflecting and I thought oh my goodness God that's how you did that and it all began in a season of fasting and prayer fasting gives you favor Maybe you have a family situation that is full of tension and you need favor. I believe God wants, you, wants to show you how powerful he is. Number three, fasting helps us discern God's will for our life. All of us need to discern God's will at different seasons in our life. You see that in the Old Testament. You see that in the New Testament. Let me give you a New Testament example. Acts chapter 13, verse 2 says this. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. When you are worshiping and fasting, I just want to just cheer you on. And I want to encourage you, get ready because the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. You see the Lord giving Daniel insight into this, to uh, his plan in Daniel chapter 10. We read this as he's fasting and as he's praying, verse 2, At this time I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat no, or wine touched my lips. I used no lotions at all uh, until the three weeks were over. Until the 24th day, so three days after the fast had ended, on the first month, as I was standing at the bank of the great river, the Tigris, verse 10 happens and he touched me and he set me trembling on my hands and knees and he said Daniel you who are highly esteemed consider carefully the words that I'm about to speak to you and stand up for I have now been sent to you I want you to notice something and I'm not taking you through the whole chapter for the sake of time this morning but, but I want you to notice something between verse, th- between verse 3 and verse, thir- or verse 11 in verse 3 it says this I ate no choice food Verse 13 says, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed. Esteemed, you could use the word desirable there. In verse 3, it says no choice food. Some translations, some scholars would say you could use the word desirable food. You, so you could put what's happening between verse 3 and verse uh, 11 this way. Daniel could be saying this, I ate no no precious food I ate no desirable food and I became the man who was precious I became the one who was desirable what good will it do to go without I mean you, you look at Daniel and he's like man I gave up I gave up desirable stuff and God is now saying through the angel of the Lord you are highly esteemed got him there? Understand this: whether you jump into this 21 days of fasting and prayer, like we're extending an inv- invitation to you to, God's not going to love you any more, any less, right? You get that? He's not going to go oh, poo poo on you if you don't. You know, um, he's in a—he uh, loved you just as much yesterday before this, you know, as he does right now. So that's not going to change. But I just want to submit to you, favor can be determined by how we seek it and how we steward it. And fasting is about that. Number four, fasting gives us power to break demonic strongholds. In our Western civilization, in our Western culture, we are adverse in many ways to this conversation. Or at least we're poor in recognizing or sensing the demonic. I mean, even as I bring it up, I, I, I sense some going, whoo, he's going to get weird on us now. You know? We think, when we think about the subject, we think of the movies like The Exorcist or um, movies of that genre that Hollywood produces, and that's how, we, that's how we measure this. Unless we minimize or we ignore the realities of the spiritual battle going on around us. But it's there. I don't believe there's a demon around every corner or anything like that, but, but it's there. They're there. There are some things that happen in life that are the direct result of demonic activity. Sometimes in your life, sometimes around those that are around us. The Apostle Paul said this in Ephesians 6 that our battle is not against flesh and blood it's against principalities and powers against spiritual wickedness wickedness in high places he's talking about demonic forces how are you going to defeat them how are you going to have the wisdom and the discernment to navigate them and to confront them when it's necessary because they're there and, and listen I just you know I'm not, again I'm not trying to wig people out I'm not trying to to, to say stuff but, but as you watch our culture and you watch the embracement of things that are evil and that are wrong and, and we could have a whole list of what that is where we call wrong good and good wrong w- where does that come from And so we have to be discerning, we have to be alert, we have to be wise. Um, As you look at Scripture, as you look at the New Testament, about a fourth of the miracles within the New Testament involve demonic deliverances, okay? Fasting can break that. Matthew 17 account, there's a story, there's this account of a dad bringing his son who needs deliverance, who's sick, uh, has an issue that he needs to be set free, brings him to the disciples. The disciples aren't able to, to heal him. Jesus shows up. Jesus performs a miracle. Uh, the, the young lad is free, healed. Later, the disciples ask Jesus, How come we couldn't heal him? How come we couldn't do it? And Jesus makes this, this reply in verse 20 of Matthew 17. He replied, because you have so little faith. And you're like, well, that's offensive. Can we just be honest? Sometimes the problems, the challenges, the situations that we face are bigger than our faith. Have you ever been there? I mean, there's times where people bring... You know, I mean, where we've dealt with stuff and we're just like, I don't know, man. I, this is this is beyond us. I don't know the answer to this. I don't you know, and I and I hear stories and situations that, that friends or families or, or church members are, are dealing with, and I'm just like, Man. But time with Jesus will increase your faith. That is why coming the next 21 days, coming to a 6 a.m. prayer time for an hour or a 7 p.m. prayer time for an hour, or if you can only come for 20 or 30 minutes because of your work schedule, that's all allowed. Listen, you're, you're investing, you're depositing something in you that is not normal for you to do, and thus it's, it enhances, it stretches your faith, it, it strengthens your faith. The more of the presence of God in our life, the stronger your faith will be. So you seek His face, and if you want to have the faith to solve your problems, then you do things to step towards um, Jesus that will strengthen your faith. Matthew chapter seventeen, verse twenty-one says this, but this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. Now, some of you may be looking in your Bible. I don't have a verse twenty-one. We'll look down in your footnote area at the problem. Uh, bottom of your Bible some uh, manu- early manuscripts don't have verse 21 so in the whole ter- interpretation process they said well let's just footnote it um, we won't take time to, to unpack that the principle of verse 21 though is found throughout the New Testament Jesus said this though this kind what is, what is Jesus speaking about he's speaking about demonic beings speaking about their levels I mean he says this kind so what's that indicate maybe there's level, There's we know that there's levels, there's types, there's rankings so it, Jesus may be saying hey only this kind this type of ranking you need to deal with fasting that's how you deal with it fasting not only strengthens our faith but increases our awareness of our authority of the authority that you possess as a believer it isn't your authority but the authority of Jesus understand that the authority that He has given you. And all of that comes out of relationship. We say it all the time. Spiritual realities are the greater realities. You and I, your neighbor, the person sitting next to you, the person that you're going to encounter in an hour or two when you're out and about, are built for eternity. They're spiritual beings. Several months ago, I met with a community leader. We were sitting down talking about just... Um, his organization and uh, uh, we were talking about the whole I you know somehow I can't remember it's been so long but we were talking about the whole concept the mindset the, the thought of, of mindfulness you know and taking care of your body taking care of your, your mind we were talking about spiritual health and uh, or mental health and all that stuff all important stuff and I just looked at him and I said "But one thing you're forgetting you can't forget the, per- the spirit part of the person Because if you're dealing with the other two and you're not dealing with this this is greater than this because this is eternity and we had this great conversation and 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 i think about the places that you're involved in throughout your monday through friday your your workplace your your home environments the relationships that you possess and the question comes to my mind what about you how is god asking you to raise the spiritual climate to raise the awareness in your workplace and your marketplace is a great place to help foster spiritual vitality and awareness in someone's life. And if there's any way that, that I or, or we as a, as a church family or staff can come alongside you to champion that, we want to do that. But when you are fasting and you're praying and we're addressing the things of this, when, we, when we're doing fasting and praying, we're addressing the things of this life with the supernatural and it makes a world of difference for us. Fasting breaks strongholds. Number five, fasting prepares us for new seasons of life and ministry. What do you mean, Steve? Moses fasted for 40 years or 40 days before the law came. It brought a new season not only to his life, but to the people of Israel, to the Jewish people. Elijah fasted for 40 days. Then God told him to select Elisha as part of his succession plan. Jesus fasted 40 days before he began his earthly ministry. Paul came to salvation and fasted, and then he fasted again in Acts chapter 13, and it was the start of global missions in Acts chapter 13. We read it in verse 2 again. While they were worshiping the Lord with fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. I mean, this is part of the Christian life, right? Right? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, when you fast, not if, but when. I mean, not if you feel like it, because let all be real. Yesterday, when I'm eating my chips and salsa, I'm going, I don't feel like fasting tomorrow, because this is glorious. Jesus said, "When, when you fast, not if you fast, it's a discipline that every Christian should practice with regularity in our faith, in our, in our journey with Christ. How powerful is fasting and praying? You look at that passage of Scripture up on the, uh, up on the screen, and I want to submit to you this morning the power of prayer and fasting is seen in your life That verse. You're like, what are you talking about, Steve? You're sitting in this place today because of what happened in Acts 13. 2,000 years later, you're here in this place as a result of their action. Think about that. Global missions began in Acts 13 as a result of a prayer and fasting time. Did they imagine LifePoint Church as they're doing their deal? I doubt it. Don't think so. They didn't, I mean. But you can be sure LifePoint Church is here because of what they did. It's pretty humbling, isn't it? With that, let me just say this. Because there's some of you in this place that you've been praying, you've been crying out, you've even been fasting for something for a while now. May your grip on the, on the altar of prayer be stronger because of that this morning. Because you're like, man, 2,000 years our church was birthed in 1957 or 8 or what whenever what a time to fast as you begin a new year new seasons bring new need for new understanding and new 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 wisdom new discernment right number 6 fasting can bring healing the prophet isaiah speaks of fast that god desires a fast that not only recognizes the need to abstain from food but also recognizes the need of others in the midst of it reads this in isaiah chapter 58 verse 8 then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear fasting can result in healing again it's not a magic wand but it can bring healing It's, it's clear We've talked about that. This is a principle not only seen here, but elsewhere within the New Testament. Number seven, fasting gives us a greater awareness of God's presence. There is something about getting in to the, to a season like this, getting alone with God, getting uh, in the presence of God with the corporate body in a season like this. Fasting will help silence the noise of the world and enables you to better hear God. Every time... Listen. Every time I come to an end of a fast, I'm like kind of bummed. I'm like, you know, the last few days I'm like, oh, I'm so excited for this fast to end. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to Big Larry's because I just want a big greasy hamburger because that would do the body good, right? But or I want to go this place, or I want a big cup of coffee, or whatever, and you know, and then. You have that moment and you sit there and go you know what the food never tasted as good as I thought it would there's something about fasting that brings heaven near to your heart and to your home the prophet Isaiah goes on to say this in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 8 and 9 the worship team would come then your light will break forth like the dawn your healing will quickly appear then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard in other words God has your back verse 9 says then you will call and the Lord will answer you will cry for help and he will say here am I there's no greater words need to hear than that here am I I want to submit to you that an empty stomach is one of the most powerful postures of prayer that you and I can possess every groaning and gurgling of your stomach is a call for you to call out to Jesus during such a season Matthew Henry a 16th century commentator writes this there are some things that won't happen we take king's stomach off the throne and put king Jesus back on it there is something powerful about a corporate fast and prayer time and again please understand whether you participate in in this season or not doesn't determine how much God loves you or doesn't I mean he loves you he's crazy for you that's not going to change right it doesn't it's not going to change whether your church whether your pastor whether the pastoral staff loves you or not. It's not we, we love you, we're, we're in, man. changes in people's lives. God, for others, God, there's going to be incredible breakthroughs. Lord, God, for our nation, we don't know what 2024 is going to entail, but we know that it's going to bring change. By your name God would we'll be so full of the Holy Spirit so full of the wisdom of God that when we step into conversations and situations the fragrance of Christ just flows from us the peace of Christ that surpasses understanding radiates from us and it calms the room calms our hearts faith is greater than the moment because we know you're faithful. Acts 13 talks about they worshiped and they prayed. I'm done with my message but the service isn't over. I asked the worship team to move two songs to the end of the set so that we could just spend some lingering time worshiping, enjoying presence of Jesus not being in a hurry to rush out God what, what do you want to speak, maybe some of us haven't even asked the question, God what do you want to speak to me for 2024, what What do you want to deposit within me, how's your opportunity to do that if you have needs we would love the privilege of praying for you if you're here this morning and um, you've never ask Christ to be your Lord and Savior and you're here and you're like, man, I, I need to begin there. I need to begin. I, I sense something going on in my heart. I sense, I know that, that I'm not in the right spot in the right relationship with God and I want that to change. I want to experience and know what you're talking about, Steve. Well, the first step is beginning a relationship with Christ. You do that today just as you are, who you are. You don't clean yourself up and then in come, you just come. And if that's where you're at, and I would love the privilege to pray with you and to talk to you about what that means and wha- what it means to follow Christ and and His incredible love for you. And so if you've never taken that step, I encourage you through this time of worship, I'm going to be just hanging out down here. I'd love to visit with you. Maybe you came with somebody and you'd rather talk to them. Well then, during this worship set, talk to them about it. He'll pray with you. For all of us, can we just stand? I just invite you, would you just open up your hands to the Lord? God, this is a, a biblical position. Hands open, hands raised. Lord, it's a response to you. tell us in your word to lift up holy hands and so i'm going to respond in a a biblical fashion of worship to you something you ask us to do lord i we lift our hands to you and, and we just worship you we we just invite your presence here in this these last moments of this service time today god i know you want to speak to our hearts god i know you want us to to arise from where we're at right now to a new place in our walk of faith god today is the beginning of that for many Lord, we just want to take hold of all that you have for us. As we step into this time of worship, if you want to come to the altar area and find a place of prayer, it's wide open for you to do that. Um, if you need prayer for anything, please, I'd love the privilege of praying for you. Worship you. This concludes the teaching. Thank you for listening. And we hope you can join us for next Sunday's service with Pastor Steve Raines.